Gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Pond. I'm joined here today by uh, my co-host and also lover of hockey, Mike Pulford. How are you doing, buddy? Not too bad, not too bad. Taking a break from soaking some rays outside to, to chat about some playing hockey. Some good old NHL playoff hockey. We've had a crazy last couple of days uh for pretty much every single series so far and man like this this hockey is getting so intense i'm i'm loving it this is exactly what i've been missing for the last three four months and honestly i feel like the break made the games just that much better like yeah i, I didn't want to miss all the hockey that we've been missing but man this has been some good fucking hockey we've been watching yeah yeah man and like just even like talk about it a league with a lot of parody like i don't think even anybody expected this much uh difficulty from the top teams in the play-ins um getting through the first round yeah um and you know like you look at those teams that didn't didn't want to play the play-in round devoted against it <clears throat> pittsburgh yeah um, <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know it's, it's starting to look like they might might have been on to something there so wait there were two teams right like who was it it was it was I think it was Pittsburgh and Edmonton that voted against it. True. Okay. Well, I mean, fuck. That's I can I can <laughs> understand they, why. They knew. Yeah, I can understand why <laughs> Pittsburgh is now in that position because, um, I mean, we'll get to that series when we get to it. But man, they are not looking good right now. But yeah. anyways, guys. So the last uh, episode, I think we were we recorded it right as the um, Washington Tampa Bay game was going on on Monday. Uh, so we, we barely were able to catch the end of that, uh, game and it ended up going to shootout, which sucks. Cause I completely forgot that the, uh, round Robin games aren't going to go to like double overtime or triple overtime where it's just, they're going to play it out. So, yeah. um, that one got ended up in a shootout, which, you know, I mean, I don't know, uh, like that's kind of a toss up in terms of between Washington and, and Tampa, who's going to win a shootout, yeah. but I mean, Lots, yeah. lots of skilled shooters there. Holy. Yeah, I mean, in terms of talking about that game, there's not really a whole much. Like, ugh, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about. The game just ended in a shootout. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, two, two. Like, I think John Carlson still hasn't played for Washington, so that's that's obviously a big miss for them. Yeah. Um, Stamkos, I think, has, hasn't played for Tampa Bay yet. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's just about what you'd expect. Both those teams fairly even. Um, and looks like, looks like they're both good to go. Wouldn't expect them to, to have any rust or be still shaking off any cobwebs come, come playoffs out. Right. So yeah, not too I worried mean, about either of those. Something to be, something to be, um, 
you know, aware of aware is that Tampa, of Tampa is actually playing decent hockey. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, last year they got off to a horrible start, and now they're actually playing like you know fairly consistent yeah. and and dominating hockey. So. Um, yeah, like decently risk-free games in the round robins that you can kind of kind of get your feet under you. Yeah. Um, yeah. One interesting thing about the East, though, like obviously Pittsburgh maybe isn't isn't gonna be winning their series, I guess. Yep. But uh, it's interesting that Boston like really hasn't looked great in either of their games. They're down. They're down. Uh, they're zero and two right now. Yeah. Um, lost two. And so if you look at the, let's see, conference standings, like either of those teams, like say, say you finish fourth in the, the round robin, Pittsburgh wins their series, fourth place Pittsburgh, fifth. Um, and then if Pittsburgh loses, next team up would be Carolina. I don't think, especially, like I, I don't know why, I feel like Boston matches up really poorly against Pittsburgh. And I mean, I don't think anybody actually wants to play Carolina after, after that yeah. dominating sweep of the Rangers. So yeah, yeah, you know what? So I totally to agree. For. Yeah, because I'm just looking like the the play in standings right now, uh, or the round robin standings, excuse me. Um, and like Boston really is not looking like. I, I guess it's still possible for them to not come last, but uh, they'll have to they'll have to jump over Washington. They'll have to be able to beat Washington, which uh, might be a toughie. So not we'll an see. easy thing to do. No, yeah. no. Uh, but yeah, I I've been noticing the same thing too. Boston is uh, man, they're looking uh very very not Boston. Let's just say that. Um, yeah, they're they're struggling big time on the power play. But we will get to um them a little bit later. Uh, we'll finish off the games from Monday. So the ones that we did not talk about uh, were the uh, the game immediately after, which was also um, a round-robin game, but this time in the West, was the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights, which the Golden Knights, I mean, pretty convincingly beat them 5-3. Um, you could say it was a close game, but uh, checking the highlights of the game, man, uh, Vegas is looking really, really strong. Um definitely looking like and this isn't a shock but definitely looking like they're going to be ready to go uh come actual meaningful game time um, yeah so yeah i mean looking at that game like early on like for the first two periods i kind of felt like dallas was doing exactly what i expected from them right. kind of stif stifling play um and like matching up against vegas they after two periods they're up three one looked pretty good and then Vegas just turned it on the second half of the third um and ended up coming out four goals in the third period winning 5-3 um but you know like you got obviously it's still early on but that the kind of you need to play 60 minutes um for both of those teams so concerning for Dallas that they kind of fell apart like that um and good luck for Vegas being able to come back get get some good uh good comeback experience early on in the in the round robin but yeah finally have it happen for them rather than against them <laughs> yeah <laughs> quick five minute power play <laughs> yeah exactly um the the one thing too uh so i noticed every episode that we've uh been recording um i noticed from the first episode we were talking about how power plays have been like 
you know mm -hmm. like we said that we had what 19 power plays in that one game i'm not sure which one it was but it that that's yeah. insane um yeah where now the first new York game. yeah so now as we're starting to go on i'm noticing that power plays are becoming less and less um well i guess the ref is not calling as many penalties so um like that game with dallas and vegas there was only three called yep. dallas able to uh get a tally on the the only power play that they were given and then uh vegas going over two so i mean definitely something to look for uh did the refs just they needed a little bit of time to you know to start being like okay that was i'll let that one go or or you know but yeah yeah i mean it's hard to say like it seems like there's been like i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's been a deciding factor for the most part yeah but there's been there's been a few iffy calls here or there um obviously the refs have been been off for as long as the players have um but you would you would hope that a call's a call no matter how much time you've had off so yeah so yeah i mean uh, uh penalties yeah. are gonna obviously be important more in some series compared to others but i feel like uh with the round robin games they might be calling them a little bit less just because you know um, a lot of these teams aren't going to be playing with the, not that they're playing with no intensity, but they're not playing with the same intensity that these teams are in the play in rounds to really, yeah. really push for a spot. And especially a lot of these teams that I feel are on the outside and looking, looking in, trying to get into the playoffs also play a different style of hockey than the top teams to like the, the top teams are pretty skilled. And like, if you look at all the, all the teams that are in the round robin tournaments right now you look at what is successful for them and a lot of the times it's it's uh power play is is just a major factor you got really high skilled guys on the top line where you know some yeah. of the other guys that are looking in may have skilled guys but they're not like they pass their first or second line they don't really have that depth to be able to carry them um yeah. you know yeah, into a, a and and that's not obviously that's a broad uh like generalization but at the same time as i'm looking at the teams here i it just seems to be like pretty prevalent between all of them so i don't know um for sure but i think uh moving on from that dallas and uh vegas game something that has completely shocked me and you know what i gotta say it i don't know what the fuck is going on with me making predictions and then teams <laughs> just being like fuck you and just completely like pretty much showing not only myself but everybody listening that i apparently don't know anything about hockey because this series uh between the pittsburgh penguins and the montreal canadians uh is i don't even know what to call it it's a piece of work man like I... yeah yeah i mean game two like game one price kept a minute early yeah um and like you were kind of thinking okay game two gonna come out it's gonna be super tilted Pittsburgh should should bounce back, which they did. Yep. Um, and if being honest, like the only reason that that game was even remotely close was Carey Price. Um, but game three, man, watching last night, like early on, I was I was a little like it was a roller coaster. You know, Montreal scored real early when it was like, ah, shit. You know, if they can defend a lead for the game, um, that's going to be real rough on Pittsburgh. Like that's exactly what Montreal needs to win. But Pittsburgh turns around. It felt like Pittsburgh actually gained momentum killing the the power play after um, Sullivan challenged the goaltender interference on Montreal's first goal. 
And then Pittsburgh turned around, got two quick power play goals, and it was like, well, shit, like Montreal just threw away their lead. They're probably screwed for this. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh goes up 3-1. Malkin and Crosby, like Crosby especially, the first two periods, it felt like he was completely undefendable when he was on the ice. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Absolutely beauty. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, he was just absolutely buzzing. Um, But then Montreal comes back, like, and then that, I mean, I got to say, like, that last goal, like, um petrie and jeff petrie yeah what like a, what a rip a beauty beauty shot but i can't help but think matt murray should have had that yeah you know um, i was i i mean that that shot like is just so hard helmet. to save yeah i know in off his helmet though like yeah i don't know i i feel like in a in a seven game series there would be you'd have to really consider um you have a little bit more room for movement in terms of when you want to want to make some changes but with like that now they're facing elimination like what what do you think you put jerry in for for game four yeah like uh, i don't know it the thing is is that it's so tough to to make a call like this and the reason why is because montreal is playing a style of hockey that i don't think pittsburgh is used to playing against um if you look at montreal's offense especially in that game like in in game three of this series most of montreal's offense was throwing the puck in the slot and yeah. as people were driving the net, go for the redirection into the net. And it was like simple plays like that. It's, it's, there were no highly skilled uh, shots that were getting into the net or anything like that. It was a lot of redirections, a lot of like tips off of uh, passes thrown into the slot or right at the net. Um, the only one that was skilled, I would say somewhat, was Jeff Petrie's absolute snipe. Uh, and to be honest, I don't think that it was all that much of uh like a my bad kind of situation on on matt murray's half because to be honest i would have expected a one-timer like from him to be at that angle like goal line and for every single goal prior to that one being scored by either like a one-timer or a pass being thrown in the slot i would have totally expected him to like nobody expects jeff petrie to be able to just rip short side over the shoulder you gave you would give him about a like a fucking coke can worth of space and and he took it and and scored so that that kind of shot is is really hard to save and i i totally but man like one thing i noticed from this game is that pittsburgh towards the end of the game was starting to just roll over like their defense was was almost non-existent I was watching yeah. the, uh, I don't know here. Let me just check here. It, I think it was the second, uh, second last goal, maybe. Um, it was, it, it was just essentially like Pittsburgh was just crashed. Like Montreal crashed the net and Pittsburgh yeah. ended up just like taking, they had three defenders and they took three defenders on two guys and left. Uh, was it? Oh no, sorry. That was Shea Weber's first, like the very first goal in that game. That's yeah. when I started to notice that stuff was weird because they completely forgot about Shea Weber, the arguably the biggest threat on the ice in terms of everything for the other team, and they just completely left Matt Murray out to dry. Like he he saved he saved three pucks, like one, two, three save, and then Shea Weber is just sitting there like, well, like nice effort, but thanks for the goal, like. I don't know. I I personally think that Pittsburgh was is playing some really uninspired hockey right now. And I mean, if they don't 
start off this next game like just guns a blazing i i think montreal is gonna win it and you know what that fucking sucks because i yeah. made i made uh, like i don't hate montreal but i made the bold prediction that they were gonna get swept 3-0 and pittsburgh is making me like look like a fool right now so uh yeah i mean i got i gotta give a shout out i got oh my mom's whole side of the family a bunch of my uncles in montreal right. they're all they're all having a blast at the moment i'm sure yeah just, just loving it um yeah. And you know they're they're one hundred percent playing up to the competition. Uh, I kind of agree. I feel like Pittsburgh, in a lot of ways, kind of looked like they were running out of ideas near the end of that game. Um, but if there's ever been a team that can reset and come right back out at you, it's Pittsburgh. So yeah. um, I would I, I I don't know exactly what whether it's Jerry whether it's switching out a couple of their uh, bottom D men, but I feel like we're gonna see some. Uh, see some changes for pittsburgh in the lineup coming into to game four i i think you're totally right maybe even just switching up a couple of the lineups and uh you know shaking some of yeah. the lines up because they they need something to get going because right now montreal is just like they're essentially doing everything they possibly can to score goals and it looks like pittsburgh is just not like you can't rely on Sidney crosby for everything and and that's you know, we've seen Crosby take over games before. I wouldn't be surprised to see if he takes this next game into his own hands. But, man, what an interesting series to watch. And, like, um, yeah, I got a couple Montreal fans at work, and they, they absolutely, well, uh, they don't love it, but, you know, they, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and, I mean, honestly, for me, like, I don't know if I'm more, like, obviously, I would love to see the Canadian teams uh succeed get 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 far in the playoffs there's nothing like having canadian teams go deep in the playoffs oh yeah the buzz is the buzz is insane mm -hmm. um but i don't know if i'm happier for montreal or more scared for pittsburgh having a one in six chance at alexis yeah lafreniere yeah that's just that's just terrifying yeah. um yeah. that would be so awful for the league <laughs> it, it would essentially just, be non-watchable hockey just like uh put a team over the top for sure um yeah. but you know still early days I, I i still wouldn't count pittsburgh out at all um but it's scary you know Pit, it, price just needs to steal one of the next two games and uh they're out of there so yeah we'll see yeah that's another thing too like just to touch on quickly before we move on carrie price uh, doing exactly what we thought carrie price would do like the guy yeah. is just yeah. an absolute brick wall. Um, yeah, and like I, honestly, shout out to him. He had a rough few years. He's been been right down near the bottom of the league in numbers for for the last couple of seasons. But he really turned back the clock in this series. Yeah, looking for like sure. Carey Price of old. Yeah, definitely making the right decision there. Um, if it, like I don't know if you saw the the dirty backhand uh, pass by like little flop pass um to jake gensel who yeah. he absolutely yeah. robbed on the fucking like doorstep yeah. I, uh, and, yeah. and you know what that was at 3-1 if that goes in the game's probably over oh definitely definitely that so, was a game-changing save yeah for sure and you need you need goaltending like that in order to go far in the playoffs and if Carey price continues this we could see montreal go on a run here which is weird to say because i know the series is not over yet but man he is looking fucking brilliant yeah. Um, but with that being said, we'll move on to the last game of Monday night and we'll talk about this series, which is also like me and Mike said that this is one of our favorite series. And I still like this. It only got better after last night's game. Uh, but the 
Chicago Blackhawks and the Edmonton Oilers. What a series this is. Um, and, and man, like, uh, Monday's game was, was definitely all Edmonton. Like you, you, there was no chance for Chicago to, to even breathe in that one. Um, because we saw, we saw depth scoring from, uh, Edmonton. And then we also saw Connor McDavid just do what he does best <laughs> and get a fucking hat trick in the playoffs. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. And he started the ball rolling early. What was it? 19 seconds into the game. Yeah, the dude was on a mission. Um, I don't think there's a chance in hell Edmonton was losing that one. Um, Koskinen looked pretty solid. I don't yep. think you could have any complaints there. Um, but that's that series. I mean, I don't think either team's going to really be able to shut down the other. But keeping focus for for sixty minutes is going to be huge in this one. Um, you look at the game three, which played last night um wednesday night yep and uh edmonton looked like they had it in the bag and then couple like the last six minutes of the game i think chicago pots two quick ones and suddenly it goes from a 3-2 game to a 4-3 game for chicago um so edmonton i feel like edmonton's kind of dug themselves a hole here one thing one positive from that game their uh, their penalty kill is looking decent I think they held. Yeah. Uh, I think they held Chicago to like one for six on the power play. Yep. Um, so that's huge. If they can keep that up going forward, that'll be massive. Um, and Drysaitel got on the board um, after not. I don't think he got a point in game two. So yeah, two that's goals. big. Yep. Um, but man, like talk about a high scoring series. That's a fun one to watch. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And and like we knew this. We knew that this was going to be a run and gun series right off the bat. But man. Um, something to take note of uh so these past few games we we've seen tons of depth scoring from chicago up and down the line like olimata i'm pretty sure has had two goals in two games um slater cuckoo two goals uh in two games uh we got jonathan taves having an unbelievable series like he's just he he's just doing exactly what he needs to do in order to step up and like the thing that I'm thinking in my head is like, okay, when is Patrick Kane going to turn it on now? Because we haven't even seen a whole lot of production out of Kane so far. Yeah, that's so true. Once we see what, like, I mean, it, right now Chicago's in the lead 2-1 in this series. But in this next game, if we can see Patrick Kane, like, even get one, because he's the type of guy that runs off a of momentum. If that guy gets one, he's probably going to get another one. So, um, yeah, uh, on in terms of Edmonton, uh, Nugent Hopkins having a really good series. He's just been feeding Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, you're going to need more than your top guys if you want to win a hockey series. And right now, um, Edmonton seems to be struggling with trying to find that depth scoring uh, yeah. up and down and, the lineup. So. And one thing one thing to note, too, uh, they had to play game three without Adam Wilson, yep. uh, who was declared unfit to play. Not sure whether that's illness or... Uh, some sort of injury, something, something, a little knock on them, but uh, but that's a big miss. That's a huge miss for them. Yeah, because uh, that's their that's their top D man. That's their top defensive D man. Um, and it puts a lot more pressure on players like Darnell Nurse, who isn't necessarily the best defensive D man in the league. You know, he's he's more more plays to his strengths on on offense and with the puck. Um, so he's really gonna have to step it up in a shutdown role. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully he can pull that out because ah man, it would be it would be as great as Chicago is playing, and um, 
as many good players as they have, it would be a darn shame if we only got to see four games out of Connor McDavid in this year's playoffs. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but we will see game four of that series on Friday. Um, so, I mean, when you guys are listening to this, uh, it'll, the game will be today. So, um, yeah, this is uh, this is great series so far. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I would love to see it go to five games because the more that yeah. I can see of these two teams battle it out, the, the more that everybody can enjoy uh, just well, the, hey, the specialty of these teams, right? Yeah, and the more games they play, the better it is for my fantasy team. So, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, and so that'll conclude all of Monday's games, the ones that we uh, did not get to then. Um, but then we will talk about some of these other series that have been going on. Um, I mean, right now. Right now, I think we'll start off with the Islanders and the Florida Panthers. Um, just to, you know, and I think we knew that this was going to happen at least a little bit. We were, we saw a little bit of a fight back from Florida because, you know, at at one point or another, you, you got to know that the amount of offense that Florida has, they were going to start to put up points on the board. So uh, Wednesday, August 5th, Florida beats the Islanders 3-2 to um, to... I mean, make it so that they're not the second team to get swept uh, so yeah, far in the play-in round. So uh, definitely putting up or, or you know, sustaining a little bit longer uh, into yeah. this. I don't know if it's going to hold, but uh, yeah, I Mike, I don't know if you saw that absolute rip from Mike Hoffman. Oh my God. Yes, I, I did. One of the greatest releases in the National Hockey League <laughs> and, and what? The guy's from Kitchener, right? Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Hometown boy fucking oh i i saw that's like that goal was absolutely ridiculous I, yeah i'm pretty sure i said out loud to nobody when i saw that goal what a fucking rip. yeah exactly so, the yeah, guy's got such a dirty release but um yeah. yeah what do you what do you think of this series so far like do you think new york is gonna close it out in this next one or like man i mean i i have a couple things on this series like i do think new york's New York's the better team. I don't think Florida can beat them twice in a row. Right. Um, but um, Bobrovsky looking decent, looking decent. He's kind of he's after that first game where there were a couple, eh, you know, like maybe maybe could have could have stolen it for them. Um, but he's looking like he's in the type of form where he could steal one of the last couple for them. Um, New York is absolutely just buzzing the neutral zone. Like Florida is having so much trouble getting going. Um, and they, they're, they're such a talented team. Like you'll go up and down their lineup, so much talent. Um, but they look pretty vulnerable in the defensive zone. Whereas New York looks almost comfortable playing in their own zone. Um, and I just think like New York, New York's got the mentality. I don't know if you guys saw the clip Pajot, uh, kind of, I almost jokingly trying to scrap Brian Boyle like a oh foot my and a half God, difference yeah. between the two of them <laughs> um but that's just that's just the way the islanders play chip on their shoulder um and the the moving forward i think huberdo left game three yeah he um, i'm pretty about, sure he's halfway through pretty so sure he's still out yeah that would be a massive loss for florida i i don't see them doing anything if they they don't have huberdo in the lineup yeah um but one other interesting thing is like I don't know if he's gotten a couple assists, but like I have barely heard Barzal's name. Yeah, mention like I haven't watched that much of each game, but I've I've managed to catch a little bit. And Buddy just doesn't seem to be pulling it out so far. 
And I mean, you hear players around the league talk talk about this kid. They they put him in the upper echelon of talent, like right up there with the best of the best. Um, so obviously, that's someone that maybe they'll pro- they look like they're going to be fine getting through this series. Um, they got two chances to win out, but uh, moving forward, they're going to need Barzal to step it up um, if they if they want to make a run of this. Yeah, and I mean something to take note of too is that the Islanders have been doing really well without. Barzell putting up anything like yeah. uh I'm pretty like on on Tuesday when they played and they won 4-2 uh he had one assist yeah. one assist and yeah. and his line mates all were were putting up points so uh yeah Bar- Barzell one of the one of the people I thought in this series was going to put up a ton of points and has not so far um so hopefully if the Islanders do make it through to the next series, he can start to really find his game and um, hopefully contribute a little bit more than what he is right now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see. That that series is, you know, it's tough to say because you never know if Florida's just going to be able to to pull it out, but the Islanders are playing really, really good Barry Trotz-style hockey, and that's exactly yeah. what, you know, we all expected out of this series. So um, we will see. I think, what, they play today? No. Tomorrow. I think they, they, they play on Friday. Yeah, they yeah. play on Friday as well. So we will see that series either come to an end or Florida still cling on for dear life uh, in that one. But so uh, I think we will talk about the we'll jump over to the other side. Uh, we'll go Nashville and Arizona. And on Tuesday they played and the Nashville Predators took it 4-2. And then on third, well, no, sorry. Wednesday. Wednesday. Next day, yeah. Yeah. The wow, the back to back games, eh? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Huh. Them and them and the Islanders Florida series have had a couple back to backs. Huh. That's um, interesting. I, I assume the schedule works out so that other series will have back to backs later in the round. Right. Um, but yeah. Interesting. But uh so. and then on Wednesday, which was uh Wednesday, August fifth. The Arizona Coyotes took a, a commanding win over the Predators, four to one. And um, man, like, yeah, eh, you just I mean, got to talk about like, inconsistency, eh? Holy, yeah. Like, I feel like that that game three got away from Nashville. I think in a lot of ways, it felt like they should have had that one. Got to talk about Darcy Kemper. This guy is shutting yeah, the door, putting up a wall. Um, yeah, especially like thirty nine saves. Nashville tilted the ice for a large part of that game. Um, and then the third period, I think watching it just, it looked weird. Um, felt like Nashville had the advantage, but then Arizona was getting the good chances. Um, and then that late penalty for Nashville kind of, I think it was like four, four or five minutes left, kind of took away any chance they had of, of taking anything from that game. Um, but like back to game two, like game two, I thought, that was what like I was expecting from Nashville. Super, super smothering. Um, didn't really look like Arizona was ever threatening them offensively. Right. Um, and so I, you know, kind of expected the same sort of thing out of them in the Wednesday game, like game three. And that that like for a large portion of the game, that was the case. Um, but Kemper kept them in it, and Arizona really turned it on in the third, took advantage of some power play time. Um and hey Taylor Hall man yeah buddy's Actually, getting going taking advantage of some playoff experience for himself 
Yeah, which, I mean, hasn't gotten a whole lot of in his career, but he's starting to put points up on the, the scoreboard. And, you know, that's something that, I mean, if Arizona wants to, to make any sort of shot at going far, uh, yeah. they're going to need Taylor Hall to to really step up and do exactly what he was brought to the team for, which is to put yeah. up offense. So, um, yeah, well, and I mean, so far, like their their secondary scoring is what's doing getting the job done for them. I don't know if you saw the Connor Garland goal, but what a toe drag hole! Yeah, leave. oh, j just disgusting. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then Christian Dvorak as well seems to be playing really, really well. Yep, um, yep. producing for them. So you know, if they get those top guys rolling, like I don't know how I don't know if Kessel has any points. A yeah. couple. Yeah, I I think he Kessel has. And Hall um yeah clayton keller get those guys going and they they could be a force to rec be reckoned with man like you never know oh definitely i but we we've also like i i've thought many times before uh in the season that arizona should be doing a lot better than what they are and i think yeah. earlier in the season when we saw darcy kemper get hurt that's when they really started to struggle um but yeah. Yeah. i mean now now that they have kemper back and he's putting up an absolute wall i mean and the, this Arizona team is looking scary, especially against the highly offensive Nashville Predators, who have not been able to solve uh, him. It's either they, they're they're putting up really good points, or they're just getting shut down completely. So, um, yeah. So that series, I don't know. To be honest, I think Nashville is going to to battle back, but you know. I have been yeah. wrong before when it comes to predictions, so <laughs> uh, we will so see. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now I just gave Arizona a free fucking pass. But um, yeah. so yeah, we're going to be seeing them play on Friday as well uh, to solve that series or keep it going. Yeah. Um, and one final note there. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if he actually left the game, but Oliver Ekman Larson looked like he took a bad one. Yeah, um, he uh, he left and he came back. Okay, yeah, because that, that looked to me like it might have been a head thing. And there's a couple other series where we've seen similar things. Um, and that would be a huge loss, huge, huge loss for Arizona at the yeah. back end. So yeah. hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he can keep playing um, and get that series finished for him. Yeah, uh, speaking of huge losses, um, this this uh, Toronto and Columbus series, uh, man, oh, Jake, a yeah. big, big loss with Jake Muzzin getting out, uh, that is just, that's one of the most unfortunate losses, uh, that Toronto can have to their back, their back line. You need to be able to have that grit and Jake Muzzin, he's been doing wonders for that team ever since he got there. One of the actual yeah. few good moves, uh, made by their young GM, but, uh, no, I'm just playing Toronto fans. I, he's not that bad, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, on Tuesday we had, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs blank the Columbus Blue Jackets three to nothing. Uh, see, this is the type of hockey that a lot of people are expected to see out of the Toronto Maple Leafs is just absolute like takeover. And yeah. that whole game, it seemed like not only did Freddie Anderson have a great game, uh, posting the shutout, but man, like it's the the offense was just buzzing for the Leafs and that's exactly why they have the people on their team that they do is because they need to have that high offense and and get it going early and like there were no goals in the first period on Tuesday but then Austin Matthews opens up uh the scoring in the second period late into the second but uh got one nonetheless and then after switching the lineup uh and and getting things like kind of shaken up John Tavares finds 
the the scoreboard which is huge for them they uh, john Tavares has been kind of absent uh thus far and him and mitch marner are are you know they've been looking like they're a little bit you know uh yeah like not themselves right so uh Tavares getting uh that one really really uh needed for them so uh yeah i don't know what what do you think about this uh series so far well man i mean this this game i felt was really notable because it was like a lot of the time like toronto everybody knows toronto's got a great offense um and that they can put up points but this didn't feel like the type of game where they were gonna outscore the other team or were kind of throwing caution to the wind in terms of trying to get scoring opportunities this felt like they had fairly complete control of this game from the beginning to the end right um anderson did did put up a couple couple key saves at clutch moments um but toronto it felt like there was no way toronto was losing this game even though for a large portion of it i would say the game was actually quite even um and i will say before Toronto scored, Corpusalo had made 50 consecutive saves to start the series. Wow. And it was I was starting to get a little worried because, you know, going back to the Montreal-Pittsburgh series, as great as Carey Price has been playing, Pittsburgh to me doesn't feel like the sort of team that will let a goalie get in their heads. You know, they have too much experience, too much talent, that they the kind of confidence in their own ability to score. They could at a certain point, there's nothing the goalie can do about it. Um, and they kind of been there, done that. Whereas Toronto, a little bit younger, less playoff experience, um, and having the past couple of years of not being able to get past Boston, kind of coming back and haunting them, I felt like if they went into that third period, or tied 0-0, not able to get one past Corpusalo, things might start getting scary for them. Um, so that tip by Matthews, absolutely massive beauty goal. Yeah. Um. And then Tavares, like even after that, the Tavares scoring on a breakaway, like man, looked like Corpusalo almost had that. Um, it was very but, close. No, I mean, huge, huge win for Toronto. Gets them back right back in the series. Um. But looking like moving forward, I, I saw one point in the game where Renski getting his an- or uh, wrist taped. Hopefully that's nothing too serious for him. Um. But now we're switching to to Columbus having home ice advantage, so they'll get the last change. Um, which basically means they can have Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski on the ice whenever they want against whoever they want for Toronto. So it might get a little bit even harder for Toronto to get uh, get offense from advantageous matchups. They're going to need to rely a little bit more on the the, the deeper lines, third and fourth. Um, and man, Marner still like the guy. Like, I, he's goalless, I right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if he's a point. I yeah, I'm not sure if he either. got a point on uh, on Riley's goal. Let me see. Uh, but, um, no, nothing. Yeah, so like that's that's someone that like if he can get going, like watch out. Yeah, but uh, that's that's something that probably needs to happen in this series because I don't think that this is going to be a pushover by any means. Now it's a best of three, you know. So Toronto probably wants, like, definitely wants to, probably needs to win game three um, to take the edge in that one and. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't feel like this series is is as lopsided as maybe it should be right and i i think you're totally right about uh that as well they're you know with it being 
it's kind of flip-flopping like the first game it was all columbus second game all toronto so what are we like i mean if we follow suit that means columbus should dominate this next game i i don't know it's it's yeah obviously we'll we'll see but man like yeah this is a this is yeah. definitely one of those series that somebody is going to have to step up and really take over the series because right now it's anybody's game like i i don't know who's gonna take this but um definitely some good hockey being played on both sides so yeah yeah and i mean you touched on the muzzin thing like first of all hope the dude's okay that was yeah. really scary to see it looked so fluky didn't really seem like there was anything wrong with him at first um and even just the the whole break um getting him on the stretcher in a in a in a arena with no fans was really eerie to watch um, seriously yeah really unfortunate um but again, that's a big man at the back against a big Columbus forward lineup. Like, I hope that they can they can still match up. Hopefully, they can. Um, but that that could be a big loss for them in this series. You know, a little bit of physicality, especially Columbus, really really pushing the forecheck. You know, so we'll have to see. But uh, hopefully, hopefully Toronto Toronto can pull out Game Three because I feel like they're definitely the better team here. I think um, so and as they, well. sh they showed that in spades in game two. Um, but you know, Corpus Allo feels like feels like he could steal pretty much any game in this series right now. So I think Anderson needs to stay consistent. He's not he can go long periods without facing any shots. Gotta stay locked in and make those key saves when they need them to need him to. Yeah. And and uh like you said before, uh this Jake Muslin is a big, big loss for the Leafs and with him leaving the bubble. Uh, he's going to have to, even if he is okay, which hopefully he is, yeah. he's going to have to take that four-day quarantine period before he can even see the ice again. So uh, with that being yeah. said, he'll probably, he will be out for the remainder of yeah. this series. And if Toronto goes on, hopefully he can be healthy for the next. But yeah. yeah. Um, last, last report I saw on it was that the injury would keep him out for the series. It, presumably it's some spinal nerve damage sort of thing. Right. Um. But I don't know whether that's a recovery process or whether they just want to wait and make sure it doesn't kind of like hit him in a delayed manner. Spinal stuff is super weird like that. Yeah. Um, so maybe they may just want to keep an eye on him and, and not have any serious contact right away. Um, but hopefully if they make it through, hopefully he can be back for a, for a deep playoff run there. Yeah, that would be ideal. But uh, moving on to uh, where we'll jump back out to the West here. Uh, so I believe, yeah, Tuesday's game, uh, Calgary versus the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, man, again, one of my one of my absolutely famous uh, predictions here. <laughs> the Calgary That's... Flames just absolutely stomping Winnipeg six to two. This was this was all Calgary in this game, and man. Uh, they were making Halibut look silly, and I think it uh, like it. This was the game where he misplayed, right? He, mi yeah. I'm pretty sure he misplayed the puck, and that just started an absolute shitstorm of goals. Um, also, Ugh. just I like I, I'm not, I don't really have a whole lot to say about uh, the game on Tuesday, but man, uh, Calgary three for four on the power play, so. Winnipeg needs to tighten up on the penalty kill. I don't know what they're doing, but uh, it seems to be working. Um, and then also, come on, guys. On on Calgary, like, I understand, you know, first episode I said Johnny Goudreau had two points in nine games. 
but now you're <laughs> you're just like the like Sean Monahan just gives him the empty net goal to just fucking say fuck you to me because he I know he's listening to the pod. I know uh, it has to be. Has yeah. To be. So he just get he Monahan just goes here, Goudreau here, take another one, take <laughs> another fucking shitty ass goal. Um, yeah, trying to trying yeah. to reverse the Johnny Floppy comment. So <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm expecting a lot more out of this Winnipeg team, and I have gotten um sadly disappointed. But I mean, yeah, you got. I mean, I this this game was so frustrating to watch for me. Yeah. Like I these are two this is the only series with two Canadian teams, so I'm happy either way. Um as I said earlier, just get a get a deep cup run from someone from Canada. Um probably lean a little bit towards Winnipeg. I think they have a few more Canadians on the team actually, but I agree. Um but man, like as like I can't imagine how painful this has been for Winnipeg fans. Their players are dropping like flies. Um I think they've had like I think um the one demon that took a shot to the face, Poolman, yeah. Um, yeah, ended up coming back in the game. But at one point, they were like six players that started game one were not in the lineup at one point in that game, um, which is like a quarter of your lineup. That's brutal. And not only are you missing players, you're missing some of your top players in Shifley and Line. Um, so man, like I don't, I don't necessarily think that Calgary is the better team. It really feels to me like Calgary is kind of playing this gritty style and has has kind of scared Winnipeg. They've intimidated them a little bit, which is weird to say because Winnipeg is kind of like a very physical team, very fast team. But uh, seeing your top guys go out like that, um, it it it, it's, it seems like it's a weird dynamic on the ice. And and I don't I don't want to call Calgary a dirty team by any means, but. It's weird that there are this many injuries in this series. Um, and there, I, in this game specifically, I felt like there was a couple boarding calls that could have gone against Calgary um, that didn't get called. Um, specifically, the one on Matthew Perot, uh, which yeah. knocked, him out, knocked him out of the game. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But I feel like, like going forward, Winnipeg, I don't think, stands a chance without some, getting some, some of their guys back, whether it's line A, at 80% health or if Shifley can come back for a game um, would be absolutely massive for them, obviously. Um, but otherwise I think they're going to really struggle to get past this Calgary team. Having said that Calgary playing the way they are relying on like their grit, probably more than like the high end skill that they have on their team that I don't think is going to translate into a series against one of the top four in the West. Those yeah. teams are going to be bigger grittier and more skilled and i just see calgary getting getting ground underneath their feet so um hopefully maybe calgary can show something so show something a little bit more in the next game um and hopefully for winnipeg's sake shifley line a or both um, perot can can make it back into the lineup here but uh but man that, that one's looking so rough for winnipeg yeah, and it sucks because Winnipeg is is on paper and on on the ice when they play. It, they are such an entertaining team to watch, and it's mm-hmm. so unfortunate that you have your top two offensive guys, and that's just like a just a start of their injuries. Just with Line yeah. A and Shifley, like man, they they have such an exciting team to watch. So when you see those two guys go down, oh yeah. fuck, you just feel bad. Yeah. Like oh, but and man, like watching the game, like. It really did feel like, obviously, 
Like, I'm not on the ice, it's hard to say. But it really did feel like every 50-50 that they were going into, Cal- like the Winnipeg player was ending up on the ice. Whether that's because they weren't going in 100%, maybe Calgary's a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. But either way, I couldn't help but thinking, like, obviously I haven't had them since the beginning of the season, but what Winnipeg would do for Dustin Bufflin right now. Oh, I know. I know. Holy shit. Massive so, loss holding out for him. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's that's a really painful one as well for them. Um so, maybe I mean, I mean we'll see, but with the lineup the way that it is, it's going to take something really special from Winnipeg to to even push this to five games, I think. Yeah. Well, by the time that everybody's listening to this right now, uh the f- third game, fourth game, game number 4 will be played. Yeah, they um, play tonight. Yep. So, uh, definitely going to be a good game there. I hope Winnipeg can show some life just because I would love to see this game or this series as well go to um, another game. So, yeah. uh, But with that being said, we will move on to uh, the whole reason why the intro music is the way it is because, <laughs> uh, wow, Carolina Hurricanes um, just, just sent the first team home in three games said, you know what, this is no problem. Uh, and and just fucking just sent the Rangers home and entered them uh, for free, might I add, uh, into the Alexi Lafreniere uh, sweepstakes. So the the Rangers just just oh, fucking right. it's a it's like a you know a thanks but no thanks at the same time. I feel like Rangers fans would kind of be half and half. Like they they wanted to go on yeah. a cup run, but I yeah. feel like they, they this is not it. This team is going to be good for a long long time. Um, yeah. but man, if they got Alexi Lafreniere, I don't even want to know what the Rangers are going to do in the next couple of years. But anyways, moving away from that, um, wow, an, an absolutely convincing win four to one, uh, to close out the series. And, and man, like Chris Kreider's goal was really, really nice in the second period, but <laughs> that's really the only nice <laughs> thing that came from the New York Rangers in this game. Yeah. Other than that, it was all uh hurricanes man um sebastian aho just what a series he's had like what a series he's had how good is this kid yeah holy shit we know we we've known for a long time that sebastian aho is like something else and and there's a reason why he goes to the all-star events and everything like that but holy fuck buddy holy fuck bud this guy is the real deal like to, to yeah. close out the series, he gets two goals and one of them being a shorthanded goal. Can you just, imagine? Just Tony D'Angelo on his ass. Too. Yeah, yeah. Can, can you imagine being the Rangers, being on your heels, knowing that you have to clutch up this game, already being down by what? Two, you're, you're down. I think it was 2-1. It was 2-1. And then, or no, it would have been 3-1. Yeah, because it was... Uh, that was in the third period. Being down 3-1 and being like, okay, guys, we got this. And then Sebastian Ajo gets a fucking <laughs> short-handed goal. Like, the, after that, that, talk about a punch in the fucking stomach. Like, see ya, send you guys back home. Thanks for being in the bubble. We'll see you next year. Like, holy fuck. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and man, Carolina's been so impressive all the way down their roster. Um, their top line's performing. Their fourth line's performing. Yeah. Their defense looks like they have so many solid defensemen. Um, and they look built for playoff hockey, too. Um, they're one team that I don't really, like, I don't feel like they necessarily match up better or worse against anybody else in the playoffs. 
I feel like they're going to play their game and it's going to be good regardless of who they play. Um, and they are going to be scary moving forward. They haven't even played a game with Dougie Hamilton yet. I He's, know. They're hoping, they're oh. hoping to get him back for, for the next series. Oh. So, I mean, you know, they'll, they'll be, uh, if Pittsburgh wins, they'll be the second seed of the play-in teams. If Pittsburgh loses, they'll be the first. Um, so, you know, those round-robin games, as we mentioned with Boston earlier, like if you come fourth in that round-robin, fourth or third, you're gonna get, you're probably going to get a pretty tough matchup there. Um, I don't think any of those teams are looking at Carolina as a team that they want to play against. So um, just absolutely massive performance from them, dominating from the beginning to the end. Yeah, I, man, I, uh, I just have no, I have no words towards this Carolina team. Like they are so good, and we, we said before, we've seen yeah. these guys like play for their coach and play for each other, which is huge. Like, yeah, man, the Rod, Rod Brindamore has brought out the absolute best in this lineup, up and down, like straight up from, from the first line all the way to the last deep pairing. There is like every guy is out there and playing for each other, and and you know what. Yeah. I Carolina is a playing team, but they're looking like they should have been in the round robin. That's how impressive yeah. they've been playing. Yeah. So yeah, and absolutely love to see it. Would love to see them go on a cup run. Would be so much fun to see them in the Stanley Cup Finals this year. Um, oh yeah. So hope hopefully they can keep it up. I don't think any sort of break in between having swept their series. I don't think the break before the playoff round starts is going to do them any any bad. Um, I think they'll be fine. And one other interesting thing, they actually started James Reimer for uh Oh, for yeah. Game three. Yeah. I, I so they're that. rolling two goalies. Um, they've got an unbelievably deep lineup. We mentioned Steve Lorenz. They have a couple of players that they called up from the AHL for the to fill out their black aces that look like they might be might be quality players. They uh they pick they pick up a couple injuries. Hope they don't for for the players on the ice's skit sakes. But uh that team, like man, like I don't see anything like other than coming up against just an unbelievable team, nothing's going to stop these guys. No, and I, I totally agree with you there. You can't really, can't really say anything wrong about this Carolina team right now. Honestly, like um, whoever they play in the next round, uh, good luck to you. That's all I'm going to say because this yeah. team's going to come at you like a fucking hurricane. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, uh, it was uh, thanks for playing New York Rangers, and we'll, we'll see you next year. Um, but with that being said, we'll bounce back out to the West for the final game on Tuesday night, um, which was the Vancouver Canucks and the Minnesota Wilds. Uh, man, you know what? I'm going to say this about this series. I have been actually very, very pleasantly surprised by the Minnesota Wild and how well they have been playing uh, thus yeah. far against a team where I thought that Vancouver was going to like not roll them, but I thought that it was going to be pretty single-handed um, like Vancouver winning. Uh, but man, like the the one thing, and I'm going to jump into this before we, we break down the game. Um, talk about switching a system up to, to bring out a superstar. Kevin Fiala has oh. just absolutely turned on the Jets since going to the Wild. And everybody thought that the trade was was not going to be good towards Minnesota because Fiala has just not... He hasn't been performing whatsoever, or he didn't perform in Nashville. And yeah. now now that he's over on the Wild, he he's, he's something else. Like, he looks like one of these players that is just an absolute difference maker. And, and I... 
you love to see it you absolutely love to see it talk about reviving a career like just with a simple trade you yeah, gotta, you gotta love it yep yeah definitely um he's been been super impressive i mean the eric stall revolution continues too man <laughs> yeah seriously like, who, who i like Man, why is this guy even still in the NHL? I know, I know. Retire, dude. Go, go, go on vacation. But this... Buddy's still, Buddy's still in the league, still in the playoffs, still buzzing. Um, and you love to see it. An- another guy kind of looks like his career was was right at the end, and he's completely revived the thing. And uh, really fun to see. This is going to be a good series moving forward. Like they're playing right now, tied zero zero halfway through the first. Yep. Um, big big win for Vancouver um they really could not afford to to lose that game i don't think um two nothing two nothing is too big of a hole against a team like minnesota um and you know like their goaltending looks decent um one thing the losing furland i mean they haven't had him all season but that's got it that's got to take a little bit out of the team in terms of momentum um, I meant to mention it in the last episode, actually, about his fight in um, in game one, where it's like, man, like this guy, this guy's missed so much time with concussions, not only this season, but but throughout his career um, and post concussion syndrome. Um, and like, why are you fighting? Like, yeah, come on. I know. I was and thinking the same thing. It it's scary. It's scary to watch at the time. Um, and now he's not only not playing; he's left the bubble completely. Yeah. Uh, 28 years old like dude like that it's you just hate to see it you really do hate to see it um concussions can not only ruin a career it can ruin your life man so um hope hope his head's okay hope he can recover from this um but you know moving forward like for vancouver it's kind of that next man up man t- mentality um and they, they still got the top end skill um and i feel like those young guys the more they play in the play-ins um get some experience kind of get rolling the better they'll get um so this game today is going to be a big one but uh for sure i i i still feel pretty confident in the vancouver pick to be honest with you i i still think vancouver takes it yeah and you know what i i agree with you as well i think that vancouver will end up taking the series that being said though i man if 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 the wild can keep up um just the the very strange um variety of scoring that they have yeah. had that we didn't have from them all season long uh then i actually think that the wild have a decent chance of beating vancouver here but with that being said the 4-3 win that they had on tuesday uh they were barely hanging on like they it, yeah. it seemed like they got that lead and you thought okay they were rolling and then next thing you know the wild just started attacking and when i mean the wild i mean kevin fiala it was late it was really yeah. late but they almost yeah. and then in the dying seconds of that game too it was it was like they were all over vancouver like vancouver just was trying to get out of the zone they couldn't get out of the zone uh they were just attacking and i'm like thinking in my head is this going to be the the chicago and um and edmonton game that we had last night like holy shit it was yeah but yeah. anyways like just just barely holding on but i mean a win in, is a win in the in the playoffs it doesn't matter the score so yeah yeah and i mean looking at that game too um combined the teams went one for 13 on the power play i believe 
Um, Vancouver getting the only goal there with seven power plays and Minnesota going over six. Um, So, you know, Vancouver has the pieces and I think their power play was decent all season long. They can get that rolling power play. Like special teams could be the difference maker in this one, Um, especially with a young team. It's a great way to get the young players rolling. We all know Elias Pettersson is just an absolute god on on the ice. Got an absolute rocket, eyes on the back of his head. Um, so I would expect or at least hope that they can kind of pick up their their power play there. Um, because you convert on a couple of those, that could be that could be the difference maker in this one. It doesn't look like any of these games are going to be significantly one sided in any way. So no, I agree. Um, that that could be a big thing. Yeah, and. That being said, I go and I look at the the like game that's going on right now, and Minnesota is on the power play. So <laughs> we will yeah, we will go. see we will <laughs> see if it ends up being a difference maker um, in the future. But yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, that's uh, I think that's really all that we need to talk about for that for that series. Um, and I think we'll move on to the uh, two round robin games that were played yesterday. Um, We'll start off in the East, the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Boston Bruins with Tampa winning 3-2. to two. Man, you know, we touched on it a little bit earlier with, uh, like, Boston is just not playing Boston hockey right now. And, you know, as a Boston Bruins were, like, Boston Bruins fans got to be shaken a little bit. Like, this is not good to be 0-2 in the, in the round robin is like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a little scary. Uh, you, yeah. we're not seeing that top line put up, put up points like they normally do. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, I don't think we, like this game that we had yesterday, it was, uh, Charlie McAvoy and, uh, Chris Wagner that, that got the goals. But I mean, other than that, you're not seeing a whole lot out of this Boston squad in terms of, uh, their top line. But remember, yeah, no, it's true. Like Marshand, I don't know if he has a point yet. No, well, I don't think they like the top line doesn't have anything right now. Chris Wagner was the only goal that they had against Philly on Sunday. Um, so right. Chris Wagner right now is their top scorer for Boston, which is not a good look. But we also talked about this prior to, to uh, like in the first episode, we said if Boston's top line cannot get going, they are going to be in trouble. And yeah. right now they are having that issue. But you look yeah. at the the opposite end, and you look at Tampa. And Tampa is is having like this is exactly what we expected out of Tampa Bay is the dominant hockey offensively that they play with all season long and then get to the playoffs and it seems to be a little bit absent. Um yep. Braden Point is popping off. Like this guy is just unreal. And then you also got Tyler Johnson starting to find his his uh offensive capabilities again. You have Alex Kloren that put up a point uh yesterday. So I mean like get like when you don't have uh Nikita Kucherov and you don't even have Steven Stamkos in the game and you're still putting up offense and still also winning hockey games you got to yeah. think that this team is going to be a, a like they could make a deep run like and i know that's yeah. kind of obvious but i mean after we saw <laughs> last year with Columbus like yeah no, anything totally. can happen so uh yeah, not to mention I mean, too, Tampa... like sorry yeah, last last ahead. note Andre Vasilevsky is playing dominant hockey and Tuka Rask, like he just played. I, I don't think he played the game against Philly, 
but no. this game, he did not look great at all. Like, he looked very scrambly. Like, really scrambly. So, I don't know. Hopefully, he can, uh, you know, get his confidence back again. But Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, also, like, it's true that you mentioned it. Like, Tampa Bay matches up, be- I feel like, better against teams the farther into the playoffs they get. It's yeah. that one versus eight type of thing, like, you know, we, we, what we're seeing with Toronto against Columbus right now or Pittsburgh against uh, Montreal. Montreal. Is that those, I feel like those are the matchups that Tampa Bay almost has more trouble with. Um, so, you know, getting, getting decent seeding in the round robin, um, we'll say, like, obviously you can't really say what teams, what teams they'll be playing against, but I feel like this round robin is very conducive to, to their style of play. Um, and if you're Boston, man, like, as we mentioned before, like that fourth seed in the round robin is kind of starting to look scary, you know? Pittsburgh pulls it out against M- Montreal. Like, that could be a tough one. Pittsburgh's never easy to beat. Um, if Pittsburgh doesn't, you're looking at Carolina, and nobody wants to play Carolina. No. Just, going, just going back to that for a moment, I don't know if you saw, like, literally the entire team throwing their faces in front of the net on a goal, a goal mouth scramble. Oh, like, yeah. this team... This team from front to back will not let themselves lose. So that would be a super tough matchup, especially if you're not really rolling after the round robin. So I would be like, I Boston need a response. Um, and they'll they'll actually be be watching the the Capitals Flyers game later today at 5 p.m. or 4 p.m. on uh, on Thursday to kind of like they they need a result from that game to to even have a chance of 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 jumping out of the bottom two in the round robin. So. Yeah, so if uh, the way that it works right now, if Boston wins their next game, the the highest that they can place in the round robin is third. So yeah, okay, uh, yeah. So they, I mean, it's gonna be tough for Boston to do anything with uh, what they got going on right now. But I, yeah. it kind of sucks for me as well because in fantasy, I got the whole top line for Boston, <laughs> and they got me nothing so far. So that's a, that's it's a big L. I had. <laughs> In the a thousand point pick'em, I had like ten points left, and I put ten points on fucking Joachim Nordstrom, and he's gotten me more points than the top <laughs> line has. So I mean, like, what the fuck? But, yeah, yeah, no, I I got Marshand in that, and he's not not doing me good so far. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, uh, right now I know it's the play-in round, uh, or sorry, the round robin for them, but you do gotta yeah. think that some of this hockey is going to translate into. Uh, the first series, which, yeah, like I mean, you said, not yeah. don't want to be playing Carolina or no, and I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't count out Boston by any means. They've proven again and again that they can turn it on for playoff hockey. They have all the pieces, front end talent, good goaltending, deep lines. Um, but I mean, they're not looking like what you would expect them to look like. Um, so we'll we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Uh, but with that being said, concluding that game, um, Tampa improves their score in the uh, round robin to two and zero, and Boston is zero and two. So, uh, yeah. So, and then the second game of the night on Wednesday, August fifth, uh, another round robin. Uh, this time in the West was the Colorado Avalanche versus the Dallas Stars. And man, you know, I know you have been uh, pitching for the Dallas Stars, but Right now they are 0 and 2 in the round robin and man after yeah. last night's game like 
this was all Colorado. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a Colorado fan, but man, they were looking dominating. Yeah. Yeah, no. And Dallas, like the one of one of their big things is is offense. Like that's one thing you gotta be looking for. Um, where their offense is gonna come from. Sagan and Ben have been pretty inconsistent um over the past couple of seasons and getting blanked by Colorado, not the greatest look for them. Um, one one notable thing here, both teams played what is probably their backup goalies. Uh, Frank well, Kuz. Francis, right? Like uh, they're kind of hopping back and forth between the yeah. two. They have been all season, but yeah. Right. Okay. And then yeah, Anton Hudovin. Yeah. Yeah. So be interesting to see that going forward. But I feel like it's an advantage to those teams that are getting a chance to play play both their goalies, especially when they have a strong tandem. Um, because really like that that could be a huge advantage you know somebody goes down or or you know starts starts having a little bit of a struggle so um definitely value there even though they lost the game dallas 36 saves from kudobin not not a terrible look for him um and in the west i feel like i feel like there's a little bit more leeway in terms of the matchups for those top four um post uh post plans so so we'll see how it goes i'm not quite ready to give up on dallas quite yet no, and I, I I am with you in that same boat. I don't think that um the this the round robin is kind of a blessing because you can play those high caliber teams and give yourself a, a like almost a a measurement of hey you know this is how well I we're gonna do against these top guys and luckily you don't have to be playing one of those top teams uh right away in the playoffs so you can kind of get your feet under you in this round robin and then come into the first series of the of the playoffs and and you know then you can have your guys start to show up even if they're a little bit late to the party but um just some quick notes so uh kale mccarr um just absolute rip uh, just doing what he does best um and landis cog and kadri getting the assist there like this top line for for colorado obviously is been consistent but so far we still have not seen um nathan mckinnon on on the the goal sheet in terms of a goal uh so (laughs) even with him being absent um colorado is still finding like scoring from all over the map kale mccarr Jonas donskoy uh vladislav nemestikov and andre burakovsky funny enough all of those players acquired within the last two years of them being a team. So finding wow. finding scoring from from players that you know you don't necessarily rely on every single game. That's that was their problem for the longest time was depth scoring because it was only coming from the top. And now we're finding yeah. scoring all over the board. That like Colorado is going to be a very terrifying team to play against in the West. And to be honest, if this keeps going up, like. If they if they can keep this going and then still find that great goaltending from Francois or Grubauer, like I can see Colorado going on a major run here, like uh, and just it's it's insane. Like I didn't think when when Nemestikov was going to be picked up that he was going to do that much in terms of like an impact, but he's got yeah. right near the end of the season when when he got picked up, like he got he's had a decent amount of points on the board for Colorado and. I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's on the he's on a line with McKinnon and Landeskog. So yeah, I mean, he's he's at this point looking like one of the best deadline pickups pickups there is, and I I completely agree with you that uh, Colorado keep playing like this, like you I wouldn't you're not worried about Nathan McKinnon, like no, the dude the dude can fly. 
he'll start putting points up. So you get that. And like, even just having a team have to focus on shutting a guy like that down, um, you know, open space up for the rest of the team. Um, so I, I think like, yeah, you're right. They, we saw Kadri get the game winner in their first round Robin game. Um, their back end, like Makar is just un, unreal. So their back end's looking decent. Um, and you know, like they, they have, they have a good four lines that can put up like offense, but are willing, are willing to play two ways, um, which is huge going forward. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. And especially like like that top seed in the in the West, <laughs> the Colorado Chicago series would be a fun one. Oh, I'll definitely. Tell you, I'll tell you that much. Definitely, and that would be a really fun fun one to watch. Um, but yeah, in terms of Dallas, uh, you know they they're kind of dealing with the same problems that they've been dealing with for seasons, like you said before. Uh, Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan, they they just they can't find that consistent goal scoring. When they do, they are an absolutely deadly team. Um, unfortunately right now is not a time where Dallas has been able to find the score sheet a whole lot. Like you're not getting that depth scoring from, um, Rupe Hintz or Joe Pavelski, um, you know, Corey yeah. Perry. Uh, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate and hopefully they can, they can start to find their, their, uh, find the back of the net a little bit more, but man, losing, losing Owen two like Boston in, in the round Robin series is never good, but at least you got some games to be able to, you know, work things out and it's not do or die hockey for them right now. So yeah, um, yeah we'll definitely yeah. see. And I mean, their, their power play is one thing like Colorado, I think only two penalties in that game. Yeah. Um, that's huge. I feel like Dallas is going to look to get a lot of their offense from um, special teams, but that's also like, I'm just looking like Dallas was four and zero against Colorado in the regular season this year. Yeah, yeah. So getting getting that win for Colorado as how they got it as well four nothing dominant performance that's got to feel good and that really that's a red light for me for uh for the Stars that's that's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, not giving up on them yet. I think they could turn it around. Um. But but we'll have to see. We'll have to see because. Colorado's just absolutely buzzing at the moment. Um, yeah, they look they look really scary. Yeah. So, uh, just some notes for for this weekend. Um, the next round robin game for the West is going to be uh, Vegas versus Colorado. So that is going to be an absolute game and a half. Uh, yeah. Time still to be decided. But uh, yeah, just can't right now tonight. We got uh, Vegas versus the St. Louis Blues. That will also be a good game. Um, and yeah. we'll see if St. Yeah. Louis can pick up their first win of the round robin tournament as well as uh, seeing if the Golden Knights can keep this 1-0 record um, yeah. and keep to mm -hmm. no losses. But yeah, other than that, I mean, uh, tonight still to go, as we said, uh, we have the Vancouver and Minnesota game on currently as we're recording this and it's still 0-0. So, you know, nothing really noteworthy to pick up there. But uh, also tonight we have washington and philadelphia which should be a great game um and then like i said before vegas and st louis and then uh game three of the toronto and columbus series which should be a very good game as well we'll see if one of those teams can take over the series and put the other one back on their heels and then uh yeah we have game four of the calgary and winnipeg series which i mean calgary could definitely put this one away 
Um, I like I said before, I hope Winnipeg can fight back and uh, give themselves a chance of of extending this series. But you know, with injuries and stuff, this is going to be a tough one. But yeah, I mean, other than that, what what do you what game stands out for you tonight or uh, for the rest of today, Mike? Uh today I I gotta say that for most interesting for me, I gotta say is the um that's gonna be a really big one. Playing, like, I, I saw someone joking about oh, Columbus looks different when they're not protecting a 0-0 lead. Right. Um, and, <laughs> like, obviously the Capitals Flyers and the Golden Knights Blues might be better hockey games. Um, but Just with less on the line. Yeah. yeah, with less on the line. I feel like the Leafs, if they, like, they're in real trouble if they go down 2-1 in this series. Um they haven't really looked that great in those pressure situations the past couple of years in the playoffs. Um, and I feel like Columbus would just be all over them. So uh, big game tonight for the Leafs. Uh, hopefully they can, they can keep it up. And um, I think it's, uh, what's his name coming in? Dermot coming in yeah. yep. for, uh, for Muzzin. So hopefully, hopefully he can hit his stride early and, and they get, they have a solid performance out of their back six and, um hopefully yeah, marner can I mean, see the score sheet yeah yeah at least get some shots <laughs> on net like jesus yeah, yeah um yeah i mean with that being said that's going to be the end of uh end of uh thursday's uh games and then for the rest of the weekend it's kind of uh stuff finishing off so the next time that we post an episode uh a lot of these series are going to be done if not all of them right is that yeah yeah i mean um game four of islanders panthers preds coyotes penguins canadians oilers blackhawks and leafs blue jackets and canucks wild all played tomorrow friday august right. 7th um and then game five of canadians penguins and blackhawks oilers going down on uh, saturday so hopefully we get game fives of those yeah. Um, and honestly, for Winnipeg's sake, hopefully we get a game five in that one. Um, yeah, seriously. So, yeah. And then I think the last games we get are um, a potential game five in the Yotes Predators series on Sunday, Wild Canucks and uh, Blue Jackets Leafs. Um, but Sunday also has Stars Blues and um, Capitals Bruins. So wrapping up the round robin then and then by monday when we record next week we'll have we'll have all the series done um and we'll have a decent picture of what, what the actual playoffs are going to look like yeah which is going to be very very exciting an awesome weekend for hockey uh, indeed so hopefully everybody out there listening can at least catch a few of these games uh enjoy the nice weather hopefully and you know watch a couple of games with some cold ones you know what i mean like this is Definitely. this is the this is 100% the time to enjoy this type of hockey because uh, we will never see this type of tournament again. Hopefully, I I yeah. I might I'm yeah. gonna knock on wood now that I now that I said that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's um, funny you say that actually though. I I one thing like I hope the NHL is paying attention to the ratings they're getting on these games. Yeah, like you look like past years they wouldn't stagger their playoff games, so you actually had to pick which game you wanted to watch, which is like super dumb. You'd think. You know, the more more people that can watch each game, the more ad revenue, you know, more viewership, whatever. Right. Um, so like I hope they're looking at this and thinking, damn, like this is the model of the future, you know. Even if even if it's not uh pandemic induced, um, 
don't toss two don't toss only two games of the day both at 7 p.m you know yeah do a 6 p.m and an 8 8 30 or 6 and a 9 um so hope hopefully they're keeping note of that and uh it's this format man you can watch hockey all day oh yeah it's it's awesome and for for people that have a day off or for people who are in class or whatever the case may be having hockey to watch whenever you like want to it's i mean that's got to be a good feeling especially after three to four months of not seeing any at all so um that's awesome and given the circumstances of the united states right now we potentially could see this again next year um yeah so i mean anything can really happen but i mean with that being said like we're wrapping up is uh is there anything that you had for the rest of uh the episode or um, I, I guess just we're uh we're just setting up our social media. So give right. us a follow on Twitter, give us a follow on Instagram. Twitter handle is at podcast underscore pond or look up the pond podcast. Um we'll be shooting some some posts out on there and letting you know when our episodes are dropping, that sort of thing. So shoot us a follow there and uh have a great weekend, everyone. Yeah, everybody out there listening, thank you uh so much if you've listened this far. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. Uh, and with that being said, we'll see you very soon. So enjoy some hockey. And uh, as Mike always says, peace. Peace.